0: Well, Timmy, no one's under more pressure in the AFL land than the coaches. We've seen this year already. Joining Who would us... do it? Yeah, well, well, you did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> AFL Coaches Association CEO, Alistair Nicholson. Alistair, welcome.
1: Thank you, guys. Thank you.
0: It's a true statement that I think we're morphing into an industry that's like the Premier League. Thirteen of twenty got sacked this year in the Premier
2: oh, League. We're not that bad. Well,
0: no, we're not, and I hope I we're would not. Never get but there. but God, it's a tough job in a tough industry and it's getting harder.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And look, I think the Premier League's an interesting point in that there's not a lot of time for coaches to, to really prove themselves. Um, and they've got security of, you know, some big payouts and things like that. So They've got other structures around them. But in AFL, um, that pressure is is also rising and expectations of fans and boards and everything else. And it is a really challenging uh, job, and it's a very competitive industry. So, Mm. yeah, I'd say um, that the pressure on coaches is the the most it's ever been. Do
0: all coaches have the clause that they can only be paid out for the six months of their contract?
1: Uh, That's probably a, a bit over half have that. Okay. And that's something that is guidelines given by the AFL to... Clubs that you receive extra funding from the AFL, so we've got a couple of coaches that that maybe have some extended sort of payouts, but a majority are a lot less than you think. And then when we get to assistant development coaches, they're around you know eight percent and two percent that have. Sort of full payouts okay. respectively.
2: Yeah, so it's right. very different. Yeah. Um, Alistair, I think for our listeners' point of view, uh, are you able to just establish what the AFL Coaches Association uh, role is to play?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, our role is to support coaches basically. Um, the coach has employment with their club, but, you know, we are basically advocating on behalf of our coach membership. So our membership is all uh, AFL and um, increasingly AFLW coaches both sort of from development all the way to senior coaches and so I represent them uh, just in regard to the AFL and the industry around you know what's important and where we think the profession can improve Um, and then also help the individuals with their own career development professional development as well because it's obviously a a volatile uh, industry but the coaches are are very curious about getting better and learning and there's a lot of drive there as well. So it's a mix of those things.
2: A lot of people also would be listening and and hear the the, the term soft cap and they'd be thinking, what is that? Um, I'll just play Ken Inkley first on his comments on the soft cap.
0: That's real. It's 100% real. I mean, that's why the coaching industry has been really strong on, on supporting the increases in soft cap. I mean, it's clear to us that, that it's the biggest part of the industry that's been cut the most and it's not got anywhere near back to where it should be. And when you have the, the stresses that, that all staff, not just coaches, all staff in the industry have to put up with and, and deal with, that, that becomes real. You know, the AFL have to sit up and take some notice. There's just too many things happening now that would suggest this is okay.
2: He was obviously uh, reflecting on what had happened with Damien Hardwick and Alastair Clarkson. So it's about two and a half million less than what it was pre-COVID. What what are what's in the soft cap uh, for for our listeners? But also, when do you think we can get back to that similar number?
1: Yeah, so the soft cap is essentially uh, almost the, think of it as a salary cap for your football program. So everything that a club spends on its football program. is is listed down and the idea of it uh, from the AFL that was introduced uh, in 2015 is to get some competitive or some equalisation across what clubs are spending. So in 2019, as you said, it went down 2.5 million and um, it's the same amount of players on the list that you're servicing and and the demands and the increasing pressure is the same, but that's remained at a lower level, as you say. So... It's something, as, as Ken's then talked about there, is that was okay and understandable during COVID, but now the game has very much come out of that period. And, you know, as we see recently in Gather Round and things like that over in Adelaide, hmm. it is um, very much in rude financial health. And the coaches are just wanting their programs to be as supported as, as some of the other things that have come back since COVID.
0: Mm. COVID, I thought, was a good soft cap correction. Um, most clubs, I think, were ran fat. I'd love your opinion on that, Alistair. How soon do you think it needs to get back to the $9.68 million, which what what it was pre-COVID? Um, and, and, and it's ridiculous anyway, because the rich clubs can just pay 100% of the cap, cap over the top in tax. So the rich are still going to get richer. I'm not too sure the lever's there.
1: Yeah, I think the the point about the tax, it's quite a quite a strong tax for anything that goes over the soft cap so sort of any any dollar over um uh, over a certain limit is, is taxed you know at a, at a high rate so um clubs are conscious of spending over at those clubs that have means and so up until this point there's, there's been some consistency there in regards to, to to moving moving it back up i think you know our view is That, um, some of the the stats we have from the coaches that we survey around workloads and and life balance and things like that, they're considerably still a a lot higher than, um, you know, they were in 2019. So, for example, you know, do coaches have acceptable work-life balance in 2019? Coaches, all of the coaches said, well, it's about 60% that agreed they had acceptable balance where You know, doing it last year, it was sort of 26%. So what we're looking for is just for those stats to gradually move back up. And the soft cap is, um, is a, is a part of that because it's obviously how you're remunerated, but overall, the overall resources around to to service the the football program and then also the football club, the internal club, you know, the commercial areas, the membership areas, all these things that are looking for things from particularly the senior coach and, and the, the, the key people in the club
0: was the AFL investigation on your coaches a joke, Alistair?
1: It was a very hard process on, on everyone. Um, you know, I think the AFL acknowledged that. They talked about high, high distress, and um, yeah, it was in, incredibly challenging, and it's you know continues to be, and it just shows the the, the scrutiny that that coaches are under. You know, let alone on a Mm. Saturday afternoon on game time, but just it, it, ha, how the role is across everything. Mm.
0: What options do Clark Fagan, and Bird have at their disposal to clear their name? I mean, you'd be sitting there, as most of us are, feeling sorry for those guys. They still haven't had their day in the sun, Alistair. It's a joke.
1: Yeah, look, I think those guys, will, as they have done through this period, will work with their their legal teams and, um, you know, that's something that there's obviously been a move to the Human Rights Commission late last week and, and so they'll be working through that. Um, and I think, you know, from an individual point of view, they've got their own focuses. Um, Clarko's obviously taking some time and, and Chris working through um, the Lions. So, look, they'll continue just to work through that. But, um, you know... It's, The amount of stress and focus and scrutiny, it's
2: obviously, as you've talked about, is considerable. Alistair, I did notice here in the soft cap that the spending on mental health is going uh, increasing uh, every year on year, which is great. And you can actually spend more on that. Uh, That's a focus, obviously, for for the Coaches Association to really support these people when there are tough times.
1: Yeah, particularly. Um, I think you know we've had some conversations with the AFL around how we how we get that even better. It's it's a unique environment, and this is not just AFL. This is coaching in general um, around the stresses that run through. And I, th- I think we've made some inroads with players and how we deal with their mental health and the environments. And I think coaches and coaching is, is an area where we can progress into uh, more and more. And I think. You know, uh, we can provide an input into that, but it it does need the the whole system. And that's from conversations around the level of soft cap to support, you know, around whether it's psychological services or whatever else. These, These are things where we're going, this is a really important stakeholder in the game. They drive the culture of clubs. They look after player groups. They're the face of... um, membership or whatever you want to say, um, have we got enough resources around them to to help them through this period? So, yeah, it is an important focus.
0: Alistair, thanks for your time. If the players are the number one stakeholder in the game, the coaches are a very, very close number two, and while I'm at that, umpires would make the top 100. (laughs) Alistair, thanks for your time.
1: Thanks very much, guys.
0: Great work. Alistair Nicholson there, AFL Coaches Association CEO.